What's happening guys? This is Logan from Here's the Spear presented by Noel Game Day. We're here with a little kind of a quick reaction podcast. Uh, reviewing Florida State vs. Virginia Tech. A wild night for sure. Uh, but I definitely want to go ahead and get started talking about it. We got Dustin Lewis and Ryan Stalter on. How are you guys doing on this uh, beautiful Tuesday? D. Lou! Gotta bring the energy. Yeah, I'm here. Definitely, definitely not wearing a black shirt anymore. I'll tell you yeah, that. My black shirt is in the garbage. <laughs> Threw away the black like, shirt. Uh, people are burning Nike gear right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's a thrilling. It was a it was a wild night. Who? All right. So me, I went to the game. Dustin went to the game. Ryan was actually on call on Twitter for us. Live so tweeting, me and Dustin. which which was rough in the fourth quarter. That live tweeting got a got to be a burden. I had a feeling it was, it was rough for rough. sixty minutes. Yeah, it was rough, but I had hope early. Yeah, well, the whole the the vibe pregame was uh, electric. I haven't seen it like that in a long while. So, what are your guys' initial thoughts? Like, how have you wrestled with the last whatever twenty four eighteen hours? Really, did you go through the the five stages of grief or whatever, or how how's it going? <laughs> Dustin, Dustin's going through some rough stuff. I like it. Just talk to me, Dustin. <laughs> you know, there were <laughs> Dustin. Well, see, me of, and Dustin. Ta- Dustin yeah, and I talked, talked like three hours last yeah, night. Me, I called Dustin last night. We talked like just had a good. You guys had like a heart to heart. Yeah, we didn't want to keep you up. Since I was about to say, no, it's fine. Like it's, I was awake, but no, it's fine. You guys can. <laughs> Yeah, that could just, have been the podcast. You guys could have your own podcast. It, it would have been a lot podcast. more explicit. It would have been explicit. <laughs> but this is PG thirteen, so we got to kind of keep it. Whatever. Go, go ahead, Dustin. Sorry. I would say a lot of grief, a lot of sadness last night after the game. I mean, you know, I, sh- I shed a few tears. Definitely. <laughs> um, the offense. Did you actually cry? Some people do it, man. Throwing a, little, a, throwing a little sarcasm in there. That's, only, that's only when the Celtics lose, then he'll cry. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so are you are you shook? Is it are you okay with the loss? Is it is it just one loss and we might lose three more and that's fine? Or are we going to go four and eight? What, what's the deal here? I want to know I'm what you think. I mean, I'm I'm not okay with the loss uh, ever. Especially with the kind of talent we have on on this team, the the guys that were coming back, the new offense that we put in, and, and then I mean it it pretty much uh, it flopped last night. I mean to be you know cut and dry, the offense was a massive flop. The running game got nothing going. The passing game, I really liked how they were moving the ball early through the air, but then you know as the game went on, <clears throat> I felt like Francois might have pressed a little bit, and that led to some of his errors. And just the offensive line, too, I, I saw a backwards, you know, they went backwards. They did not improve over the offseason. I mean, it definitely got worse. They were missing, they were missing Cole Minshew, and um, Mike Arnold started in his place, but Kelly got hurt, too. He went to the medical team yeah. for a little while. Right. Well, I, I, I think uh, one thing that really shocked me was Levante Taylor. I, I was, um, I don't know. I, what about he, him? He struggled. He struggled really early. He only on. gave up two catches, and one was a oh. touchdown. And he, yeah, went, no, he, he was running two catches. Court. Isn't that's? I mean, one's a touchdown, but he's also was thrown forty well, yards in the air, and he's a five nine corner. Yeah. Well, 
he so. was he wasn't happy about it. I'm sure he'll make up for it. No, I, yeah. I thought positive wise, I thought uh, Corey Durden looked good, but my number one guy was Janarius Robinson. I watched him a lot once he subbed in, and him and Brian yeah. Burns. That package is nasty. I think Janarius Robinson had uh, his best game of the, of his career. Of course, um, uh, I don't know what happened to Kalen LeBorn. I don't know what's going on, but that's something that has to change, and I. Th- Hopefully the staff knows that they've got to let number four get the ball a little bit more in the backfield. Um, it's really, really alarming. Really. Yeah, I mean, what, what's what was going on with that? I mean, us three combined had there as many carries be, as Kalon Laybourne. I, there I must be something happening. we don't know. There has to be something, something behind the scenes. It something's has. There's, happening. Something's happening in practice or off the field that's keeping him from playing more. But, because. But. I do have to say though that Juke was a little bit like Le'Veon Bell, but you know, just throwing you know throwing it down wow. deep, throwing wow. it throwing it really? out to the side, throwing it out to the side. Like I said, what two weeks ago, three weeks ago, when we were previewing running backs, you know. I mean, All right, here's just, the here's the question. Say, let's just say and that's what they do. I want to ask you Bell. guys. What do you think FSU's offense is ranked in the uh, S and P Plus right now? So just all of the 129 FBS teams. What do you think Florida State's <laughs> offense is ranked after Week One? Lethal simplicity. What is it? Yes. Um, I know you'll have no way of knowing, but just give me a number. One through 129. I'm going to go with 107. Okay. Logan? 115. It's 117. Those are both very oh, good guesses. Okay, nice. now their defense after one after week one. One through 129. What are they? Ooh, that's interesting. I'm going to go with like 18. 33. 18 for me. 18. Okay, so... I'm going to give you a chance to change those. The block punt was on the offense. The first touchdown was Virginia Tech's only real good drive, and then the field goal, or the only re- real good drive, so they got the very last couple drives. But anyways, it's uh, FSU's defense is, is fourth wow. in the country right now. So Okay, well, I, I, but I remember mentioning, I mentioned this too on live streams. Every Wednesday night we do a live stream. I mentioned this to everyone on there. I said this defense is going to have to help carry this team this season. I don't know if I mentioned it on here or not, but I mentioned it on there. Uh, I also, I like to look at like how, I, I wanted to look at the sideline this game too a lot. I sit on home side, so I'm pretty close to being able to see how the team was looking. Definitely when stuff started spiraling down, I watched Taggart. And I'm, I'm really, it's a whole 180 from Jimbo and Taggart. Taggart, uh, when something's pretty obvious, like his punter getting pelted, um, and no flag called on that. Taggart's not doing nothing. It's it's just a whole 180 from Fisher. Uh, and that, then the whole, it was very unorganized, definitely with the Nyquan Murray touchdown. That was a touchdown. But hurrying up the offense for that, that doesn't need to be happening. It seemed very unorganized. Um, and that all starts with Taggart up front. Yeah. I mean, uh, so... It's just not. It's not. Uh, I, I and I. I, I don't know. I, I. I. watched the press conference too, just before we got on here too. I did. I and did and, well. and Willie Taggart looks very shocked, and he looked about. He was about to start crying. He was emotional. I uh, think. I think conference. Willie's. Honestly, I think he had no idea that this was coming. I think it was a perfect storm of mistakes and lack of preparation and good, good like good coaching on the other side of the ball. And it just snowballed into a terrible night. Um, like I don't think Florida State will be like five and seven or anything like that. We are going to talk about resetting our season predictions, 
I think this is probably like the worst it will look. Um, I don't. I like. I in the first half, I thought Four. things really didn't go FSU's way, and that's kind kind of what ultimately like the Nooney touchdown. I mean, we don't really have to talk about it because everybody saw it, but that was a touchdown. Um, yeah, I think they, so. And yes, he went fast, but after the false start, they still could have reviewed it. I know you guys were both at the game, but that and the Logan Tyler got. Um, on the blocked Ran punt over, touchdown, right? no, on the blocked punt touchdown, rules expert Mike Pereira or whatever that guy's name is, I think that's right, came on and said that some one of the players blocked the punt and the other player hit Logan Tyler, which is illegal and it should have been at least running into, if not roughing the kicker, which would have <laughs> let us re-kick. So uh, just those two plays right geez. there is one of them is a, I mean, is at least a seven point swing depending on what we would have done on offense, and then the other one is definitely a seven point swing. Yeah, it's funny. It was funny to so. see the crowd though, because I sit around the boosters. I sit in one of my grandparents' old seats, so there's a lot more older, big boosters in that uh, area, and they were <laughs> they were trying to. They were so mad at Willie Taggart at not like chewing out the refs because everybody's pretty used to it from what Jimbo Fisher used to do. But they were pretty livid that Willie Taggart wasn't saying a thing on that sideline about any of these missed calls. And, of course, the offensive plays that were being called. But we'll get into that. But they were very – it was just uh, – I don't know. It's interesting. Something to keep an eye on, too. I mean, it's the first game, and we're seeing how Taggart is. Uh, but I, I think uh, – welcome to the ACC. ACC has some really good defenses, and Willie Taggart's going to have to regroup and get used to that. What do you guys think uh, were the bright spots before we go into the rest of the ineptitude that we saw? Uh, you, you can go first, Dustin. What What are a couple bright spots that you saw? I really liked uh, two of the young defensive backs, uh, Hampson Nasirildin and, and Jaden Woodby. I thought they played excellent on defense. Hampson had 11 tackles. Woodby had nine tackles. He forced a fumble. You know, he took that injury, but he came back. He's expected to be uh, fully healthy. And then, like Logan mentioned earlier, that – that defensive end tandem is something to be reckoned with. And just that entire Which defensive one? line. Which one? Because what's, the, sec- what's <laughs> exactly. the second tandem? Is it, is it, exactly. is it uh, IMA or, or I'm, Kando? I'm a, or... I'm a, I can, he couldn't do anything last yeah, night. He, I watched he struggled. That. He's, he's having a rough time. Janarius Robinson mm-hmm. looked silly good. And I, I'm, I'm happy for him because uh, he's worked really hard this offseason season. And he, it showed very well against going against uh, the Virginia Tech yeah. uh, on offensive line. Another guy, Corey Durden, looked solid. Of course, would be. We talked on here last week or before the game about him. Uh, he was solid. <clears throat> um, Hamsa, of course, I've always liked him. I like physical guys, so Hamsa did well. Definitely that one near the red zone, that one hit where he came in flying from the backfield and stuffed the run. That was something that Florida State really needed. Uh, yeah, and Hamsa, Hamsa stopped what I thought could have been a couple of uh, different touchdown runs. I counted like yeah. three or four tackles he, he made. Tackles. If, if he didn't get the guy, it, it was a touchdown. So mm-hmm. I think we're just letting too many guys get into the back end of the secondary. I mean, what what were the linebackers doing? We haven't even talked about that. I've, well, we're staying on bright spots here, Dustin. I'm, I'm going <laughs> – I'm going. I'm not going to let you say the words on one hand. Like how I'm, many are there? I know, I'm going. I've got. I've got more. I got Keith Gavin. I thought he had a solid Ooh. start. Um, 
and then yeah, Keith was nice. He he had the drop touchdown pass. It was a nice throw a from play, Francois, but uh, a pretty big Gavin was solid. It seems like Francois likes throwing to him for. What what did you guys see from Gavin that was solid? Because I I missed it on the television broadcast. Oh, he had <laughs> he, he had two nice grabs. His uh his first catch that third and. Uh, long play where he had the the twenty eight yard gain. I want to say. Yeah. I mean, now he was open. Was nice open. and catch. Yeah. And then he, well, he, well, he, what I'm he saying is that he's he's had, over a guy later in the game. What I what I mean is he's had trouble with consistency and actually catching the ball. I mean, he started off. I'm just trying. Like you said, there's some small. There's small. I got a couple positives. With um, that I think the defense is like way better than expected. I don't think they're like elite elite. I know they're right. They're number four now. I don't think that'll stay that way. Uh, VTech kind of shut it down, uh, like in the entire end of the third and fourth quarter, and just yeah. played field position because we were literally gaining negative yards on every drive. Literally, negative seven third quarter yards, mm-hmm. total yards. Anyways, the bright spots. Okay, I thought Acres being able to take, kind of put the put the team on his back at the end there was really exciting. Just for like he literally could get nothing going into ninety five percent no fault of his own because the offensive line was letting free runners go like it was I, I don't know. I've never seen that bad of offensive line play. We'll get to that later. Ever. <laughs> they um, missed a lot of assignments. Ever. So a lot. Also Le, uh LeBorn, which we brought up earlier. That was a one of the craziest runs. I mean, that that back cut and then I don't know. That was that was wild. Yeah, I mean, that was, was the first. Remember last week I talked about what I'm most excited to see was the first huge play of the the Tiger era. That was it, and that was a very exciting play. I'm sure. Doug was that was the play of the game for you guys? Yeah, mm, not the play of the game for me. I think Acres' run meant a lot more because it actually gave us a chance to win at the end before he yeah. ended up fumbling. I guess, which is also his fault. I didn't really think about that, but um, I thought that run, I, like, I went from think about it. You went from we're losing this game. Well, it was I'll- like. To, to, oh, my ah. God, we got a shot. Nah, I, didn't, I didn't think Florida State had a shot now. <laughs> you didn't think he had a no, shot? No, if you would have no. scored, after, all, after the many times minute, of being in the red zone, after being in the red zone so many times, I had, I, I, I was, uh, it was very worrisome once he got tackled there. I said, that's, Yo, that's going to be the best. Too, once be he got tackled. Goal. I'm just saying. Like, yeah. I'm just saying it gave everybody the whole, hope. But, the crowd okay. was like, oh, crap. He was just tackled. I, don't I thought Francois was definitely a bright spot. I mean, the stats at the end of the game will look bad, but he started off on fire. The reason his performance ultimately wasn't that good was because, one, the offensive line was terrible. He had no run game, which neither of those are his fault. I thought he made some nice throws. If Gavin doesn't drop the touchdown, the like second-to-last drive or last drive, I guess, he throws a ball that gets batted straight up in the air and gets intercepted. Both those throws, those deep throws that got picked off were one-on-one throws, one-on-one coverage with big receivers who just, one was a slight overthrow and one was, but they weren't like bad reads or anything, you know? So I thought he looked better than most people will give him credit for. I actually thought he looked better than I expected him to play, even though uh, the I stats. Think he, I wasn't, no. Second half now. He had 240 he was, yards. After his leg tackle there, he was spooked for the rest of the game. He was not picking. Re- I watched his first reads. He, he couldn't figure out Yeah, his but first you have to understand the off, yeah. the offense was... He was trying to go for the deep balls a lot, and he, we know he's, he had Blackman to. has Francois over but the he, black balls. He cannot have... Or the deep balls. He literally had to, though. Yeah. There was no... He couldn't well, just... 
throw Keith, five Gavin's, yard- Keith Gavin's been open at first downs multiple times. He could not find him last night. I watched him throughout the whole thing. I mean, he had time to throw in some of these situations. It's just he couldn't read it and find it. He was freaking out. Yeah, I, I just think, I think he was just spooked after that one tackle. I mean, I mean, maybe that wasn't, but he was. I mean, he, of course, I offensive the game, though. I'm talking about up until that point. I thought he looked pretty good. Anyways, those yeah. are my bright spots. Uh, yeah, no. Special teams was horrid. Offensive line was horrid. <laughs> Linebackers were really bad in the first half. I want to. Um, I want to talk about what was the first drive. Let's talk about the a couple plays. The the whole throw it to the side, the screen to uh, Jack was Patrick, and then expect DJ Matthews, a whole 165 pound DJ Matthews, to be the lead blocker for that. No, 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 no. That didn't work at all. There was, that was there was three people. That there. seemed unorganized. Well, I know, but he was right there having to block a probably a 205. 225 pound db like that's not gonna work that's not gonna happen i don't know i don't it looked unorganized it looked like they uh, but it's not unorganized that was a scripted play that was the first drive of the game so it's definitely not unorganized i would still rather have it was i would still (laughs) rather have keith gavin right there blocking or uh maybe there was three people there i think gavin was there terry wasn't in the game I just know I but, saw DJ Matthews right in front of Jack was Patrick. Yeah, and I just I was DJ, like, oh my gosh, DJ was definitely there. I was like, DJ Matthews is right there. Oh my lord, stop! Don't do it. And you, and we could almost call the plays like we did with Jimbo's. We were like, oh, they're gonna throw the screen and bubble screen. Bubble screen. One, bubble one screen. thing I will say about Taggart's offense is it's not complex. It is predictable. You have to get ahead of the chains in order for it to work effectively. Like kind of like a snowball effect of we get a first down, you run to the ball. And the fact that it is simple and there aren't a lot of plays lets you snap the ball quickly and keep working downfield and letting your athletes make plays. But if you stay behind the chains all night, if on first down you rush for negative five to negative two yards the entire night, the offense will never work. Mm-mm. No. Yeah, and they, they, and they needed momentum, and it seemed like uh... – with these these injuries that Virginia Tech was pulling after you know the big gains for Florida State really kind of <laughs> I don't know shook the offense a little bit and they they really we we'll see that they really need momentum in order to get down with yards with big gains and scoring because it, it that shook them a lot. All right, I'll give yeah. everybody one area to talk about the worst. The worst of the worst that you saw. So you guys can't all say the same thing. Let's all talk about something different because we could talk about this for 45 minutes, so let's keep it short. Dustin, go ahead. You first. What was the worst thing you saw? Right, the most Logan, discouraging thing. Your gravest concern. Logan, are you going to talk about the offensive line? No. Is no. someone, nope. someone going to talk I about will. I will. I will. Okay. Well, then it's got to be the special teams for me because, you know, what we hired – we talked about it before. Like we hired a special teams coach, a guy that could just solely focus on that side of the ball. And personally, I was I was expecting a, a big improvement, and it was I mean it was trash. It was trash yesterday. Virginia Tech punted nine times. Florida State returned. They they fair caught every punt, or they I mean they let it hit the ground, or they fair caught it. We had zero punt return yardage, and we only returned one kickoff, and we took it back to the twenty five. So, I mean that's pretty much a wash. We had the block punt, a missed field goal, a chip shot field goal. I mean, 32 yards. You got to yeah. make that. And I do there's, agree. There's that no one excuse. that one where that got blocked, Logan Tyler's got blocked, how do you not expect that they're going to fully rush on you? They had no idea that was going to happen. It looked like they were in shock that they were going to fully rush them, rush Tyler. 
I was like, the blocking, yeah. the blocking on punts was horrendous, and the blocking on punt returns was was horrendous. I, I mean, did not set up a single return, or I'm fine if you actually don't set up any returns, but then at least apply some pressure to the punter. Don't give him all day to to boot a, mm-hmm. a 50 yard punt yeah. with a lot of hang time. It really, I only yeah. saw one or two punts from Virginia Tech where we had one guy slip through and you know hit one of the three defenders before the punter. I mean, they punted nine times and we didn't get a yard. I mean, that that literally, as much as our offense struggled, having having a couple ten yard returns or even like a twenty twenty five yard you know electric return. That would do dividends with the way the offense was struggling moving down the field, and we got we got absolutely nothing from that facet of the ball game. So, all right, Logan, your your worst biggest concern. Um, my biggest concern, like I said earlier, is I I kept my eyes on the sideline. Uh, I'm worried that the uh, the coaching staff is going to have to take a while to get used to each other, and you know uh, that's. It looked disconnected all the way around. It looked extremely unorganized. I was watching coaches and assistants try to find players in order to get back into the game, and they kept on calling and calling, and then they'd get chewed out. It looked so unorganized on that sideline. It's just it's something different from uh, Jimbo Fisher's coaching, and I'm wondering if Taggart was in just total shock of what was going on, or that's just how he usually is because he was all over the place. He didn't, I don't know, I, I feel like a coach should be out there uh, backing up his players, definitely when there's calls that should be made. Uh, it doesn't have to be like crazy getting mad like Jimbo Fisher. But there's got to be something not just sitting there and just watching it happen. There was one time... Uh, there was one assistant coach out there yelling after a while that Taggart just told him to come back. Don't worry about it. You know, it's just, I don't know. It's just so disconnected on that sideline that I'm worried that it's, they've got some work to do. I, I'm wondering if Walt Bell is going to go down to the sideline. I don't know. Randy Sanders was always on the sideline. Uh, I'm wondering if Willie Taggart will want to bring him down. Uh, Walt Bell was up in the, box uh, last night for the Virginia Tech game so I, I'm wondering if that will happen to help the quarterbacks a little bit more I think Walt Bell has a lot of potential it just depends if Taggart's going to give him a chance to uh, do a little bit more but I, it's just very very unorganized and I could tell that pretty easily okay I say I'll say offensive line as I promised Dustin um, the health and the ineptitude I, I just don't you really uh, it's kind of you're not going to win a lot of games. It's a cliche, but you're actually not going to win a lot of games or score a lot of points if you have Laybourne, Patrick, and Acres in the backfield, and no way for them to gain positive yards. Think about that, Dustin. Think about that. Boston College had a kid run for fifteen hundred, a freshman run for fifteen hundred yards last year. Do they have well, a bunch? That's of, my do they have a lot better O line. They have a lot better O line talent than we do. Like what? No. What's the disconnect? How 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 can we not get past the line of scrimmage? With, <laughs> I mean, those two guys were bright spots to me. Cam Akers had negative. He had eighty, an eighty-four yard run, and he finished with like eighty yards. Negative I had negative. Yeah, I, I had it, negative yeah. yards. Wow. Like, that's yeah. crazy. I know, and I know Virginia Tech 
has a good defensive coordinator. Bud Foster is a Hall of Fame defensive coordinator, but Virginia Tech also had nothing returning on defense. Those guys all were playing their first game. Eight of, eight of 11 of those guys had never started before. That's It was insane how, how bad the offensive line was. Uh, yeah, 18 and they're two deep or underclassmen. Let's so mention it wasn't an experienced defense. Minch, Cole Minshew missed the game with injury. Um, so that one of the guards missed the game with injury. So that's notable, which uh, yeah. caused Mike, Mike Arnold, Arnold to start, um, who did not have a good game. The left mm-hmm. tackle, Juwan Williams, did not have a good game. Um, his first start as well. His first start. Dickerson's first start at Dickerson, right tackle. So. Dickerson missed time after getting hurt. It was a nightmare. That's all. Derek Kelly was hurt too. He went to the medical tent for a little bit, and then he was put back in, but he was struggling. He was limping a little bit. All right, now that and, we uh, well, if you put, I mean, the only, I mean, I know Acres is back there. Shoot, you need to have LeBorn back there if you're going to have guys defensive tackles already back there to juke somebody out or backspin them. That dude's got a backspin like no other. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's my fourth biggest concern. Real quick, uh, Laybourne not getting one one carry the entire ball game. That Justin, is, that is. Don't you feel like it has to be something we don't know? It, no, don't you, I, I don't because last year at Oregon, so? Taggart spread out the carries to a multitude of running backs. There was like five guys. Oh, I know, but don't you don't carries. you think that there's an, the issue, an issue with Laybourne that we don't know about? Like maybe what he kind of, What kind of issue? Okay, I'll give you what kind of about? issues would you not would not have you trust him running the ball? He doesn't know what he's supposed to do. He doesn't hold on to the ball in practice. I have no idea if any of these are true. We haven't heard any of these, but I think there is some – well, and there's something that's causing him not to be on the field because it's clearly not his play, right? So I just don't want to go crazy over this. I and think it's Taggart's re- fault. I think it's simple. It's Taggart's fault. He he got out coached and he's not figuring out where his talent needs to be used uh, yet. I don't. I think it's simply. I mean, it's just crazy. The, yeah, the one the one play he got in, you know, it was arguably the most electric play of the entire ball game. I mean, I know Acres' run was awesome, but it was pretty much you know straight run and go. Laybourne was going through defenders, cutting back <laughs> across the. I mean, it was it was yeah. a hell of a play. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, you know, if he can do that, just catching the ball. And Laborn would have been gone. I think, in my opinion, I think everybody in Tallahassee agrees with you, including the coaching staff. But there's just something that they know that we don't, because that's. I mean, it's it's sim- It's simple. I think he is the second best running back. I think the coaching staff knows that, and I think that there's some there's another reason um, that he didn't play last um, night. From the little stuff that I've watched with him, I think it's one and one because I mean we've watched Cam Akers play, but everything we watched Acre or uh, Laborn do has been special. So I'm, it's like let the man get some snaps. I don't know what's happening back there. What's we'll happening see what goes Co- on the rest of the season. What's going on, Coach up. Pimpleton? What's going on? DM him. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. What about uh, – I want to talk a little bit about – is every, everyone going to start getting mad about the practices and how there's dancing going on or whatever? You think it's a wake-up call for the guys? Do you think this is – a good thing that it happened for the first game because I I think that's a. a you think dancing in practice has anything to do with this? No, I'm wondering if y'all think it does. I don't think it does, but I mean, I Definitely think not. I think it's going to change a little bit, though. I do. I, I don't do think, think so. That, I think. 
you can't change your whole identity as a coach because of one game. No, they're not. Gonna you have do to trust. You have to trust the process. But I think the focus is going to be a lot more clear. I think it's going to be straight on. It's not. Gonna I don't be think like- they played. I don't think it was like a, an unfocused. I don't think the players gave up. I don't think they didn't. I don't think they looked unfocused or like they didn't care. I don't think anything. I mean, maybe practice does have something to do with it and plays a huge part in their preparation. But I don't think dancing or wearing black uniforms or anything like that affects how good of a game plan you install, which clearly the, the, nah, the I don't uh, think offensive that. staff did not uh, install a good game plan. No, nah, I don't think. Another thing I've seen a lot did. of that I have questions for you guys, a lot of people are questioning, like, why like why does not does Walt Bell not call plays? That I don't know where that came from because Willie Taggart's had a better offense than Walt Bell. I mean, Willie Taggart's a much more recognized offensive coach than Walt Bell. I feel like a lot of people are saying that. I've never even seen a Walt Bell offense operate. I mean, he he had one of the worst offenses in the country last year at Maryland. wasn't his fault because he, his players were out. But unless they'd been following Walt, Walt Bell's career for years, I'm not sure where it, we're assuming that Willie is a much worse play caller than Walt Bell is coming from. I think having oh. Walt Bell down with the quarterbacks would, would be nice. DeAndre Francois has been used to that. Blackman has. Yeah, uh, but with Randy Willie's Sanders. There. Yeah, but I, Walt Bell's the closest connection with those quarterbacks. They're the ones that are with them every day. I mean, Walt Bell, I mean, uh, Willie Taggart's running the offense. Walt Bell's the uh, sergeant for those quarterback for the quarterback unit. And I just, yeah, quarterback's coach. Yeah. I, what, what were you saying, Dustin? <laughs> I mean, I definitely think Walt Bell is, is an innovative uh, play caller, especially, you know, at his previous stops. He, he showed potential to, to be an offensive-minded uh, head coach one day. But after one game, I don't necessarily think it's it's time to pull the trigger and say, all right, Walt Bell should call plays because I feel like that could just cause an even further dysfunction within the offense. You know, you suddenly have a new play caller now. But, you know, it'll be interesting. It'll be something to watch going forward to see how they handle that and if the play calling duty ever shifts, you know, midseason or as we go on. I wonder if uh, Kando got reps. George Campbell was also there for a couple, uh, mainly for the deep ball action. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other guys that were we were wanting to see play that we didn't hear much about in the – fall camp in spring Ontario Wilson had a really nice catch on a big third down in the first quarter I the first ju- half I would just throw to him if you need to for whatever if you're gonna throw the deep ball throw it to Terry just if, <laughs> I said Ontario I said Ontario Wilson Ontario Wilson they no. went to the same high school though so <laughs> yeah but Terry, Terry did have a nice catch well, Dude, we're there on the same it. wavelength right now because I was going to say the Ontario Wilson thing and then I was going to say the Terry thing. You got it. Yeah, you got yeah, it. That's, you're just a step <laughs> behind, bro. Just drink a cup of coffee before you get on the show. Here, I want to ask you guys. I know we mentioned a little bit earlier, but do y'all want to reset your season predictions after game one? You feel it's necessary, Dustin? If, if, now's your time. <laughs> now, there... what, Knowing what you know now, would you change your 9-3 and three prediction? Go ahead. I'm giving you a mulligan. If I did alter the prediction, I would only alter it by a game. I would I would go down to eight and four because I do think there's potential. What do you mean for if you did? So are you altering it or are you not? Well, I mean, if I if I did alter it, no, like so sure. you are. So, yeah, yeah, I'll, okay, I'll, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. I'll alter it. All right. All right. Yeah. I just want to make sure they're, they're going to go eight and four. 
Just want to make sure I do, you're I think my, my prediction. Go ahead. The offense, you know, it's got potential to be turned around. The the health on the offensive line, it's it's got to get there. They got to get fully healthy. I know it's I know it's tough, but it's just the backups behind them. Just they're not really capable of playing at this level from what we saw last night. And at the same time, the the offensive tackles need some more improvement. I mean, it was Dickerson's and um, Williams' first game starting out on the outside. So I do think we'll see improvement there as the season goes on. I mean, Williams is still just uh, a redshirt sophomore, I believe, and Dickerson's a junior. So there's still some time for improvement there. I'm not worried about about the running backs because we know we know what we have in the backfield. I'm not worried about the receivers. There's a lot of talent there, and but like quarterback DeAndre Francois, he started great, but then as the offensive line broke down, that he got hit, you know, got banged up a little bit. Like Logan said earlier, he kind of he stopped reading as much, you know, during plays and he missed, he missed wide open receivers. And then he tried, he tried to force it late, which I, you know, I, I can see why you had to, you had to score. You had to, but you got to take shots. Mm, so you're going with eight and four. Yeah, I'm going with eight and four. Francois, bu- he's just, he's got to stay focused when he's getting hit. I'm going to bump it down to seven and five. I had eight and four, uh, preseason. I'm going to go wow. seven and five. Seven and five. What are those? Fi- okay, I'll I'll tell you them. I think I think we definitely lose to Clemson and Notre Dame for sure. I don't mm-hmm. think we have a chance in either of those games. I mean, maybe a chance. I don't want to sound too pessimistic, but after last night and using proper foresight, I know we're not going to be that bad the entire season. I know that was probably the the very low end of a of the stick, but um, I just think the offensive line is not capable of uh, of winning nine games this year. No chance. They they um, face Virginia Tech's O line. I think that, with the Clemson's. best chance is the best chance is eight and four. I would say the best case, um, maybe nine and three if something drastic changes on the offensive line, um, and they can really get the running game going because uh, I do think the defense is pretty good. But I'll say seven and five. I think they lose uh, four more of Notre Dame, Clemson, Miami, Florida. And then Boston College, uh, like the games, like the previous games we discussed at NC State. I mean, there's some yeah. tough ones. I mean, Wake Forest at home, at Syracuse, all those games. Now it's not even like, you know, if we can't move the ball, those teams can score. If we can't, it's. I mean, damn, Charleston Southern scored 66 points last week. If they come into Doak and score 24, are we sure we're going to be able to score 28? And I know, I know, we, I know, I know, we're not losing to Charleston Southern, but my, you, you see my point. <laughs> I'll say seven and five, and I think FSU wins by twenty-four plus this week. I'm just saying, seven and five. Hmm. I don't think that's that pessimistic because uh, I only no, had him eight. I only had him at eight and four before the season, and I had us winning this game. So uh, this is a loss that I didn't expect, and now it's seven and five. I think. Right. I think. I think. I think Vegas would agree with me as well. I'm gonna stay. I predicted nine and three. I'm gonna stay at nine and three. I want to see what goes. What? I'm not, I'm gonna stay there. Eight and four, realistic. But I'm I'm an optimistic person. But I I, I can't really give it. It's I hate changing stuff so quick off of a game like that. Mm. Definitely. I mean, I'm I'm very worried about 
how this I mean I what I think is the positive thing though is that this team actually really loves each other we don't have to worry about that stuff anymore like last year this team does love each other guys were crying hugging each other after the game you know helping each other after sulking and I don't not gonna help the offensive line Logan no it's not it's not (laughs) but it's gonna keep them moving forward it's not like it's gonna just I agree no they're not gonna I don't think they implode either I think it will change it's a it's a big difference from last year you must have went. You must have lowballed your preseason. If you think you watch that game and think nothing, anything, you still think. The oh, no, same I, think, I don't happen. think eight and four is crazy whatsoever. I mean, I just I want to see how Florida State plays against a, a small team like Sanford coming up on Saturday. Oh, I, I, see meant, if, I, I meant think Stanford, that's not like, Charleston Southern. That's why I meant. I meant Sanford. My bad. Yeah, um, I think I. Of course, we all wish Florida State now could have started with an easier team, but these games are scheduled two years or more in advance, so this was already ready. Taggart had to play against Virginia Tech, but you want to now wish that Florida State would have played against a smaller team, so these these organizing, getting guys on the field, who's in, who's out, who's going to be That should have been done in ball camp. That was not figured out at all. That was not organized, and you... But now they'll be able to figure that out against Sanford. I'm guessing they'll be a little bit more relaxed, and then but then they got to go I to so. Syracuse, and Syracuse just scored 55 points, right? Uh, they also gave up 700 yards. Yeah, If we can't, hey, yeah. I don't know about Sanford, but if we can't move the ball against Syracuse, Syracuse gave up like 330 yards in one quarter to whatever tiny team they were playing. If we can't beat, if we can't put points up on Syracuse. We're going two and ten. Yeah, Florida State's got a lot of things to figure out. Definitely offensive wise, of course. I think this defense has a lot of potential, and that was their first game under a new defensive coordinator. Think about the positives of where that could go. I think the defense. Uh, I was very impressed because they kept this game going. I was still looking at the scoreboard, and like, how is this still seventeen to three? Holy smokes! Uh, that you gotta be happy about the defense i think florida state fans should and it's gonna have to carry this team i think this season it really is yeah the defense was definitely very impressive you know they got the short end of the stick all night i mean i don't know how many possessions started in in fsu's own territory but they did a great job only allowing virginia tech to get you know three offensive possessions that they got points on yeah, they, they were playing a lot of snaps, and they did their jobs, and they were started clicking very well, and Taggart mentioned that in the press conference. And I, it's it's going to be interesting to see, you know, Jaden Woodby's good to go. He's fine. It, was just, it looks like he just dislocated his shoulder, so he'll be fine. Uh, I don't think there was any injuries on the defensive front. Christmas had that big fourth and one stop. That was amazing. Can I just say that was amazing? I wasn't in the stadium, but I know everybody in there. Yeah, that was wild. It. Yep. A senior doing that. Come on. For your your whole defense to stand up to Virginia Tech for nine punts in a row is incredible. Yep, you've you've got to tap your hit tap your hat off to them. Tip uh, your hat off. I'm tipping it. I'm tipping it up. Uh, I'm trying okay, to think. There's okay. something yeah. else. I'm. I'm trying to see. There's some. I don't think. I have. There's... I have a. I have something. I have something to to bring up. So, where do you guys stand on the Willie Taggart era? Now, do you want him fired? Do you think he's gone in two years? Are you? Are you still? No, no. Are you still? Because this is a valid question. Because this is not what anybody expected. His offense was supposed to be easy, and, and supposed to be 
I mean, he had the number eight offense in the country at U- USF two years ago. He had the number 30 offense with half the year as a backup quarterback last year at Oregon. Obviously, sitting at 117 now, that's not gonna that's not gonna stay the same. The hill, I'm sure it'll finish in the top 50. But is is this what you guys expected? Or some people are ready to fire <laughs> Tiger. I'm not. But where are you guys stand? We should ask Facebook. <laughs> ask um, FSU Twitter. Yeah, exactly. That's we'll what stop. I want to know. What do you guys think? Be, be, be the voice <laughs> of reason, Dustin. Let's hear. I mean, I don't think anyone was expecting the offense to come out and, and lay an egg like that. But, I I mean, I think they can turn it around. I really do. And I, I don't want to shut the door on the Willie Taggart era. You know, it, it's just started. We got to let him get some time, get his recruit his players into his system. You know, he's still de- he's still dealing with a lot of guys that, that Jimbo recruited. Obviously, there's still some talent on this team that's not up to the caliber that's expected at Florida State, and and Tiger's still trying to change that through through recruiting. So, I don't think he's gone this season unless you know we go 0 and 12, and that's going to have to be a loss to Sanford. <laughs> and I don't see him gone. I don't see him gone in two years. I don't see him gone in four years. I think he'll be here through the duration of his contract, and I just think he he deserves his time to get this program right. I mean, he watched. He watched this program as a kid growing up become what it is, you know, and now he's here, you know, trying to turn it back around. And I just think we need to give him his moment because how long do we give Bobby, him? Let me ask you this. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this. He goes seven and five uh, next year, Dustin. Next year he goes seven and five. What do you, you get? I get. I, I don't know why you guys are laughing. No, I can't. That's a valid it's just funny. question. It's just funny. <laughs> so if he goes seven and five, no, I like. I'm. 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 I'm not firing him at all. I. I think he'll do fine here, and I think he will be the coach for at least three or four years, at least. So what do you, what do you think if he goes seven and five next year, Dustin? Are you then ready to fire him, or is this a massive rebuild? Hot seat then. I mean, but... the seat. The seat is warmer for sure, but you don't. You don't kick him out until at least year three. He'd I think it to... depends on other stuff like recruiting, but I think if he goes yeah, seven and too. five next year, I'm done with him personally. I don't think he'll go seven and five next year. It was um, pretty interesting to see the number one recruit, Kayvon Thibodeau, back yeah, in what up Florida terrible, State. What a terrible night for him to visit, by the way. What a terrible night. And that was rough. Still but tweeting in support of the. FSU I know. I know. Hey, that, that, that just because he still likes FSU doesn't mean that wasn't the worst possible game he could have come to. No. Florida, uh, the atmosphere was good, at least. Yeah, oh, I was going to ask you guys. I, w- I want you guys for the for the listeners. I'm assuming a majority of our listeners weren't in the stadium, as we have a lot of listeners, and um, not everybody's local. What, do, what tell us about the beginning of the stadium? When the stadium was the loudest, and kind of when Virginia Tech finally broke the stadium. It was wild pregame walking into the stadium. It felt like we were facing Clemson or something. I mean, it was packed. Everybody, most people were wearing black. Student section was rocking. That was the best I've seen them in a lot of years, actually. Uh, when the crowd really broke, probably not. Probably not after scoring anything. Whenever that four. Uh, whenever that uh, running back uh, formation there, the diamond, when Cam Akers was taking the snap, after that and fumbling like that, that fans were leaving. They were done with it. They just knew it wasn't going to go anywhere. But, I mean, that's everybody was – that looked so unorganized, too. That, that looked what pitiful. Did? The formation, the – 
Diamond I don't formation. know if that's unorganized. I think They're if that play would have worked, everybody would be talking about how great of a play and how unique that is. Well, yeah, no, but it, it didn't work. The yeah, players you knew. Can't, you can't judge play calls based on whether it works it works or not. If, Virginia if Tech's defense knew what was going if on. Akers, if Akers, yeah, but it's also raining. If Akers doesn't fumble that and FSU scores, everybody's talking about how great it is. So the same play call. So you can't judge plays like that. I understand I mean, what you guys I are watched, saying, but I don't watched. say disorganized. That play's been... Fans have been begging for a wild cam, and then they get it, and now you can't say that it was a disorganized mess. No, Taggart, I mean, they Taggart went mentioned it that two it was or three not. times and got Taggart. smashed every every time. I don't think it gained a yard, so it was a Taggart. flop. They Taggart went to what? It. Oh no, okay. The wild cam, the yeah, wild yeah. cat, I whatever. <laughs> yeah, I see what you're saying. Taggart mentioned that it was that the run that formation, the diamond formation, was not how it was supposed to be. It was not. I can't quote exactly what he said, but it seemed like Akers did not figure. It. He was trying. He needed to hand the ball off. I think it was to um, Amir, and they didn't know what was happening. But then again, there's no offensive line. So what? What else are we? I mean, Jack Patrick is going to be a lead blocker, but he was right beside uh, Amir, not in front. Just alarming. You guys, I hate to be the the pessimist here, but. Oh, here we go again. Well, I'm no. I, could you guys? And I'm I'm off the Willie Tiger thing. Cause I already said I, I I would stick with him definitely. I think he'll recruit well. I think he'll get more. I think he'll get linemen linemen that are offensive linemen. That is that are much better fit for his offense. I think a lot of the guys FSU have now are huge, and uh, that doesn't play well with fast paced up tempo offense. Um, but I will say that I think I'm just really scared, guys. This this schedule is so tough. FSU has to go play at NC State, which has the best, might have the best offense in the ACC. Definitely the best quarterback, in my opinion. You have to go play at NC State, and that's not even a game. When you're talking about losable games, I mean, they have to play Clemson, Notre Dame, Miami, Florida. I mean, f- people forget McIlwain's not the coach anymore. Uh, it, it, it will be in tally this year, so I'm not saying it's a loss, but it's it's at least a toss-up at this point. And then at NC State, if you lose those, if you lose these games right here, Notre Dame, Clemson, Miami, Florida, and NC State. That's six and six, which is a nightmare. But it, the schedule is so tough. It is tough, and it's wild that Taggart's going to have to start off like this. But it's a long... I'm just bringing it up. I'm just bringing it up just to give people a different perspective. That's all. Don't mean to be the pessimist. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything that... I mean, uh... it's certainly not... It's not an ideal way, you know, to have that kind of schedule as a first-year coach Definitely instituting not. your your new offense. After Jimbo the defense Fisher. has already adjusted. What, yeah, after, after Jimbo Fisher left it like a burning. Yeah, in disarray. Like. <laughs> a, a wild program he left for Taggart to fix. So many things that Taggart still ha- is still trying to fix. I mean, he's doing a good job, I think, behind the scenes, but it's – that's what we wanted to see was how was it going to look on the field? That's what I kept on questioning. What is it going to look like on the field? Everything has gone 125% amazing during the offseason. Taggart's done everything right. But yeah. what was going to be the result on that first drive, that second drive? And uh, we finally got the answer. But is that everything that you guys have? Yes, let's, let's all do a parting shot. A par- I'll, I'll, I'll start just to give you guys an idea of what I mean. Go ahead. All right. My final thought, parting shot. Jimbo Fisher lost 44-7 to in his first game at FSU after installing the offense for three years at offensive coordinator. I'm gone. 
I don't even know what you want me to say to that. <laughs> uh, uh, that, that lovely, I mean, you had that scripted. I don't, I don't have anything to write on. I don't have anything. We know Dustin ain't going to come up with nothing. I, I'll just say that I think that this loss is one of the worst in the last 10 years for Florida State. Mm. I can think of I can think of two other ones. It's in the top three. I can think of Wake Forest, two thousand eight, FSU lost twelve to three. I can think of last year, Boston College, where I truly felt FSU quit when they got beat thirty five to three. And then tonight, the the start of what we we thought would be, you know, an exciting era. We thought we all predicted Florida State to win in the previous podcast and we expected them to all, the score over thirty, and then they come out and lay an egg. So mm-hmm. I mean I'm really disappointed with what happened last night, but I want to see how this team handles adversity going forward, and that's something Taggart has stated that needs to be worked on. I'm going to make it really simple, and I'm just going to say it's time to let Lil Le'Veon loose and Kalen uh, LeBourne. That's all i got to say. It's time to see. After seeing what he did last night and taking advantage of those opportunities when he has them, it's time to give him snaps. It's time. I don't know what's going on in the back end. If Kim Akers fumbles, I don't know what's happening in the practice or whatever, but it's time to give the guy his reps. So that's what I want to end on. But thank you guys so much for listening to Hear the Spear. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, everywhere else, your preferred platforms. Thank you so much for following as always, and we will have our preview of the big Sanford game happening on Saturday at 7.30. We'll have that out in a couple days. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Talk to you next time.